How you guys? This is Good Deeds, and I'm Dr. Renee Sunday. I know you don't have to tell me you're having an awesome, a fabulous, super fantastic day, evening, or afternoon. No matter where you are, all is well. No matter what's going on in your life, it's actually a good day. Because guess what? Let's be serious. We actually have to go through up and down. We do have to go through times we say, love, what's really going on? Times you say, do I really want to throw in the towel? But I'm so glad that you do not throw in the towel because guess what? Quitting is not an option. We do have to check our perspective of a thing because we have to watch it sometimes depending on what's going on in our life. We don't really think about what's really going on because when somebody else not having a good day, that don't mean you need to have one, right? But the joy that comes from you should spread to somebody else to let them know everything's going to be okay. We just got to ride the wave. You know, do you know how to surf? Take that up when the summer come around, okay? It's a fun thing. Jumping out of a plane, woohoo! I love it. You know, because the thing about it, and Will Smith said it wonderfully, he said that fear, if that's what you want to call it, when you jump out of that plane, you're like, oh, what did I really do? But then when you open your eyes, and realize that you are soaring. You are in a state that you don't, you're just amazed at the beautiful, the amazing things that you can see from above. But guess what? You forgot about the fear. So that's why we need to make sure we don't have fear. Because when you get past that thing, when you step out on that face, guess what? The fear was gone. Isn't that amazing? I just love it. <laughs> you know, here on Good Deeds, that's where you are hanging out with us. I am your amazing host. I'm so happy to be your host. I am Dr. Renee Sunday, and I am the platform builder. People call me the be seen, be heard expert. You know, I've heard people call me the purpose-driven platform builder. But the thing is, I help people identify their purpose if they're not aware. And then we help them build a platform so they can be what? You know how to say it with me. Be seen, be heard, and guess what? I'll get paid, okay? Because we have to help somebody else. You know, a lot of people, mm, a lot of people don't know they why. A lot of people don't know why they're here on earth. A lot of people don't know their purpose. You see what I'm saying? So we actually need to Get that book out. Get that play out. Get that, you know, be that coach that you're supposed to be. Get those things out and speak, okay, so you can help somebody else take that board away. That pain, you can help them with that pain, that they can have a fulfilled life. And that's what we're supposed to do. But you know, you know I got into it. I had several clients today, so you know I was hyper. I was all in it, right? And so let's get to the question because we have a powerhouse young lady here with us. Um, you know, I just love it when we actually have other speakers, other uh, a powerful women authors. Oops, I just love it. I love, love, love it. But anyway, I love it. I love it. But let's get to the question. Dr. Renee, Dr. Renee, the question for Dr. Renee. And, of course, you know they just handed it to me, right? <laughs> oh, man, this is so fun. They like to get me up. But, you know, I, that's one of my things that I can say. I work good under pressure, and I guess, that's good for me to be an anesthesiologist, right? But the question is, Dr. Sunday, Dr. Sunday, uh, they said they listened to a broadcast and they said that they, I said something to the effects of they appreciated that I saluted my team, uh, that I 
I was very transparent that I had trouble delegating in the beginning, you know, because I was, you know, anesthesiologist full-time. So, you know, pretty much a lot of that we do on our own, to be honest. I mean, well, of course we have the nurses and, you know, the different uh, ancillary staff that help us. But a lot of times the decisions I have to make, because I'm the only anesthesiologist sometimes in the, in the premises, so I had to learn how to delegate. That was my ooh, main challenge and the things that I do now. But the person wanted to know, what did I do with my, guess what, the fear? See, I'm, I'm not going to sit up here and say I didn't have fear. I didn't have that uncomfortable feeling. I didn't, you know, want to get out of that comfort zone. So I was, I was really, we stayed on the phone forever, but this is just a snippet of what my response. My response was, just like I said, what Will Smith said. It was pretty similar. But the thing about it is you have to surround yourself with positive people. You have, if you're the smartest person in the room, that is, that's not going to do it. I think Bishop Jake said it. <laughs> if you're the smartest one in the room, that's not good. But you have to be teachable. You have to be coachable. You have to realize when you and somebody else, they business, you're on somebody else's platform, you're on somebody else. Even at somebody else's event, you have to respect them and the things that's going on. You know what I'm saying? But I'm a big, big person of doing my due diligence in a thing. Uh, let me just tell you this real quickly. I had the awesome opportunity to support and uh, be part of the media of the Alternative Baseball Association. It's a nonprofit organization that helps uh, the, the special needs of kids and adults. They play baseball. Man, they hit that ball so hard, and, I, you know, I was screaming and having a good time. But let me tell you what, what the amazing thing that happened is I, became, I was a servant. Whatever they needed at that place, you know, at the, at the park, I, I, I pitched in. And lo and behold, people start asking, well, you have a child here? I said, no, I'm actually part of the media. So you actually need to be, the point I'm trying to say is you got to be a servant. You have to celebrate somebody else before you can actually have yours. You see what I'm getting at? But the thing about it, check them out if you're looking for a 501c3 to support and, and an amazing thing. And then they even asked me to be at every one of their events because they have the Atlanta Braves coming up and all that. But I'm just not talking about all that. But the thing is, be a servant. So the things that you do, if you want your business to jump off and get six figures, are you a servant? <laughs> you, are you serving and celebrating somebody else, or do you have the wrong motive? Oh, well, we ain't going to preach today because I got to get to my guests. Okay. <laughs> but if you have a question you want me to answer here online and I actually have a conversation with you also, you know, over the phone or Zoom or something like that. But we got to get to our guests. We have the amazing young lady with us. Um, she is a sexual abuse survivor. I love that. Um, she's an author. She's a speaker. Guess what? She's a paralegal. So she can tell you from that side, and she can tell you from the other side as well. I, I just love it when you can hear the passion in somebody's voice that they actually, their pain, purpose, or the things that they have been around, that they actually can share with someone else that they can move forward in life. We're gonna welcome, welcome none other, and she's gonna help. She's gonna help me pronounce her last name so I don't mess it up. But Miss Carmela, are you there? Pronounce your last name for me, sweetie. 
<laughs> yes, Dr. Renee, it's Armel Desire. The last name is like desire. It's French. Actually, intention does mean desire, but just the E is silent, so it's desire. Des- oh, I'm glad I didn't mess that up. Hallelujah. I'm sorry. I would have messed that up, sweetie. But I'm welcome, welcome to Good Deeds. You doing okay today? I am blessed. Thank you so much for asking. I'm definitely doing better than most days. <laughs> Well, I can understand. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. But tell us a little bit more about yourself and, you know, the things that's going on in your life. I know I probably, you know, didn't say it in the way it's supposed to be because you can always say it with better passion and better drive didn't, because that's what, who you are. <laughs> Thank you. Well, um, my name is Armel Zizir, as I introduced myself earlier. And um, I'm um, first, I'm a wife, a mother. Of, of three beautiful children, and I am a sexual abuse advocate and survivor, first and foremost. Um, I also am the founder of a nonprofit organization called The Gift of Hope, and <clears throat> just a little bit about that, that that I did uh, start off The Gift of Hope, the organization for sexual abuse victims as well. Um, also, as you Something that I am passionate about is law and helping others. So I'm finishing up pre-law now to go to um, law school, hopefully, God willing. And I'm also a speaker. My passion is to not only speak on my story and things that I've been through, but also to empower other young ladies and men out there that have gone through any type of adversity and help them understand that they can turn their pain into purpose. Mm. I love that. I love that. Uh, do me a, 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 a favor. Turn the volume up on your phone just a little bit. Our technical support is saying that we need a little volume on your end because we want to make sure we have this. Come, we have a little uh, kind of bad weather in the area. So, um, but but tell us. Let's go back a little bit because uh, I love that you said you said you were a, a mother and and and. and Tell us about that because a lot of times, uh, and I'm, I'm going somewhere with this because uh, I, I don't ask personal stuff, so I'm not saying anything personal, but the sense and that well-being of being a mother with all the other things that you're doing, uh, people always love to ask me about balance, and, you know, I don't have kids, but how is that a word, first of all, for you, balance? And if it is or if it's not, kind of help us a little bit with all the people that's listening that have all these things we're doing, and we're a loving mother, you know, we're a wife, we we, we all these things together. How do you do it? Oh, well, it's all by the grace of God. I definitely can't take any credit, but also it's planning. I feel like um, the key is not to take on too many things at once. Uh, I, I, we have a tendency just as human beings or people that are passionate about something, as soon as an idea comes in our head, we want to execute on all of it. And first and foremost, if your family's not right, you're not going to be right. Everything needs to be aligned. And so the way that I balance is not only by planning, but I try not to take on too many things or too many activities at once. So if you plan accordingly, then you won't get too overwhelmed where you won't have time for your family or your household because 
that has to come first because if where you lay your head or where you spend time at is not in one accord or not and is unbalanced, then everything else around you is going to be chaotic. And so what I do try to do is um, definitely plan. I plan not only with a lot of prayer, but as people come to me, hey, can you speak on this day or can you work on this? I may I either say yes or no based off my calendar and what I have to do. Now, I love that. Uh, uh, you know, I think who said it? I can't remember who coined it first, but you have to learn how to how to say the word in O. <laughs> yes. Yes, you do. You do. It's really, really big. Now, I tell people all the time, not every opportunity is good opportunity. There are some things that you are going to have to turn away and say no. Um, so, so many times we want the exposure. We want everyone and everything. We want everyone to know who we are and what we do, and we feel like the more people that approach us, the more activities we take on, the better. In all actuality, it may not be aligned with the purpose that God has for you. It may not be aligned with the vision that he has for you, and sometimes you could take on either too much or you could take on something that has nothing to do with the vision that you have, and it might stir away from the direction that you're going in. That is very true, and you know that, yeah. I, I have to actually, I'm going to be transparent. Y'all know I am. I actually had to get that from people in my inner circle because when I first came totally from medicine to the things that, I'm, that I've been entrusted now, I, I, you know, and I tell people, I try to tell people, oh, wow, 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 don't do what I did. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm telling you. I started off doing everything, and I'm not saying this is right, this is wrong, but I started off doing everything for free. And I'm not saying that's good, I'm not saying it's bad, but I had a hard time uh, changing the mindset, I guess if that's the, what, the way I need to say it, of people uh, for paying for my services. They'll love to pick my brain, and, and that's not the way to be, especially be, and I'm have to throw this in just quickly, uh, just be, especially being believers. We're praying for increase, praying the day best prayer, but then you don't want to pay people for their products and services. So I had to learn the hard way, and, you know, I'm not like that. Now, I know how to, like you just told me, said, to say no and make sure Things are in alignment of where God wants me to be because I don't want to end up being in the wrong place that I'm not in the right place to help his people. So, ooh, girl, you right. said a sermon right there. <laughs> I've been told. I've been told. It's just it comes from a lot of lessons learned as well because I used to do the same thing. I used to take on so many projects. People would come, pick my brain, ask me questions, and um, it would just be so overwhelming and then I would find myself in such a place where I'm drained and I'm just like, okay, I, I can't do that. And even, you know, as far as your services, as you mentioned, I, I do understand that sometimes you got to get somewhere. You may have to do things for free. But then at the same time, too, you have to respect me enough to understand that this is um, how I feed my children. This is how I feed my family, put food in my mouth as well. But this is also a profession that I love. So um, sometimes that's also a tough decision to have to also decide, hmm, you know, do how much do I charge? Do I charge? Do I not? And this person, I know this person ain't willing to pay, but they over here asking me all types of questions. So it's just certain things that you may have to be like, no, I, you know, you have to have the courage mm-hmm. to say no, you know. 
I'm laughing because yes, ma'am, yes, ma'am. But you're right. Uh, the way the climate is now for any speakers out there, let me just say this. Uh, now, just me personally, I do things for free now, but it's a clause in there with the free. Usually when I speak free on a platform, I'm not talking about ministry. That's a whole other uh, situation with the honorarium and all that. But a lot of times that I speak free now, I'm able to sell from the stage. And what that means, sell from the stage, is that you can actually make a pitch. You can make a shell. So usually, let me tell you, just a word of wisdom, you make more money nine times out of ten than you getting paid. So don't be resistant of taking free opportunities. But but guess what I was doing? I think pretty similar to what you were doing. <laughs> I was doing everything for free just to kind of get my name out there, and I had to get my yeah. inner circle had to get on me, okay? <laughs> you need those people. You need those people in your life. Wow, I love it. But let's go to, because I love, uh, I love, as I talked a little bit in the introduction of the show, I love nonprofit organizations that, you know, just help people where they are. So you talked a little bit about the, the gift of hope. Um, kind of dive a little more deeply, if you can, in regards of the actions, you know, the services. We know, of course, some things are private, I know, in, in this you know, especially in the industry that you're helping. But in regards of raising the awareness and trying to bring prevention of that, how do you uh, carry that out? Well, what I do is typically I try my, well, when I speak or do speaking engagements, of course I mention the gift of hope or I'll either reach out to different services or different organizations out there and different other platforms that provide services that are similar to mine, and I will try to also collaborate because I feel like um, collaboration is key. Um, I don't believe in competition. We all The key is to reach out to survivors and those um, who were victims and help them become survivors. So what I typically try to do is, even in my hometown here, I do a lot of um, volunteer work. And so my team and I, we will go out and we'll volunteer and we'll get the word out there. We'll also just also do a lot of awareness. What I do is on my social media platform or whenever I'm doing a speaking engagement or I'm doing videos or anything like that, I make sure I'm I'm throw out statistics out there in regards to the issue because I also feel like um, especially – for me, I feel like growing, you know, I grew up, I'm just, this is my background real quick, and I mention it because I grew up um, Haitian, so from the Caribbean culture, and it's something that swept under the rug a lot. So when I came out with the gift of hope, I wanted to, when I first told my story, it was just confusing to me why so many young ladies, and they were women um, from my cultural descent, um, that was coming towards me. And I just couldn't understand because I knew that they had resources out in my city. I knew that there was resources available. I just did not understand. And I kept asking God, like, okay, what do I do with this? This isn't something that I, I hid. I, this is something that I hid for so long. And when I finally had the courage to come out and tell my story, it was because I was pushed by the Holy Spirit. I just had something in my gut told me to say something to a young lady. And it just happened to be an audience of people there. So, you know, Sometimes when you're called to do stuff, you're like, no, 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 this is too much for me. So I couldn't understand. And as I do, as I did research and um, I dug in a little bit more and just did a little more prayer, I realized that the issue is not just 
because these young ladies were sexually abused. It's the community that they were coming from. A lot of them, if they weren't from the Caribbean, they said they were African-American. And so the reason why they were able to come to me is because I was able to relate to them by color. And I know it sounds so cliche, you know, you know, you're not supposed to see color, but believe it or not, a lot of a lot of young ladies, a lot of young people don't feel like they're connected to certain individuals just based off the lifestyle that they live. So I was able to relate to these young ladies, and that's how the gift of hope was born. It's not only to help victims um, that are in the African-American community or Caribbean community, but it's also to help bring awareness of the issue so that way we can un- help understand people help people understand that these things are preventable and that they start at home, believe it or not. And that's really how it actually started, and that's really how I kind of get my my name and the organization out there. Hmm. Yeah, we, we have to, and, and you speak so wonderfully. You have, I can tell the passion and the, and the joy there. Um, let me ask you, um, because I think I, when, this, when we have this type of conversation, I always ask this because, um, of course, the millennials, as you just said, is it, totally different from kind of my group now. And, of course, if I go way up to my sister four years, you know, uh, she's going to get me for saying that like that, but four years older than me, and then, of course, go to my parents. Things have totally changed. It used to be, especially here in the South, I'm going to just say it, whatever, stay in the, whatever happened in the house, stay in the house, kind of. And we know that specifically mm-hmm. from Oprah Winfrey, you know, has talked about that. But how now in this age, and I'm so glad that you have taken the mantle to help, but what do you think? I know there's so much more we can do, but, but is, is it easier, if that's a word, to get to actually get help and resources when you want to get help? I know that's a decision that has to be made because there's so many variables there. But what do you think? I know we still got a long way to go, but I, I'm praying, and I hope you can help us realize that it, I hope it's better than when I was a millennial versus my mom was a millennial. Right. Well, to be honest with you, when it comes to uh, what we can do, I feel like the more people that come out, especially women of color, um, and come out and tell their story, the more hope that there is. The issue is when you, and what you said in regards to keeping it in the house, that's also how it is with Haitians. It's like, oh, you know, so-and-so, when it happened to me, my my mom, her biggest thing was first, I didn't, you know, I'm like, she don't believe me. I didn't want to come there because she was all about her image. And that is what we we happen to be about is image. They didn't want the people in the church to be snickering about them and talking about them or this can't get out. What are you talking about? So she was just a bit in denial. But I believe it had a lot to do with how people were going to see her, how people were going to see us. And to her, it was more so her image, but also because the person that did sexually abuse me was helping our family financially a lot. And I felt like because, you know, she came came from a very poor country and coming to the United States, she was just so concerned about um, losing that source of income. So to her, that, that was much more important. So I really feel like the goal is to kind of um, get 
are people more comfortable with the sense on, you know, no, this isn't right. It doesn't matter what the circumstances of your situation is. It isn't right. So the point is getting it out there. Like if you look at the Me Too movement, and I bring that up, the Me Too movement, if you look at the Time's Up movement, most of the women that are coming forward are women of of you know they're Caucasian you know they're they're not women of color and and I and that kind of stuck out to me too it might be one or two that speak on it you know but it wasn't that much so why is it that we can't have something where we have we understand listen it's it's not right it's not just right for the Caucasians it's not right altogether and I think that the more people that voice their opinion on it or the more stories that come out the more we can be able to find the solutions ourselves, the more people will know it's not right. Because when you sweep it underneath the rug, Bobby knows that. So Bobby knows that even if you tell mommy, she don't, she's not going to want Susie at the church to know. So guess what? Bobby keeps doing it. By the time Bob, mm-hmm. they do find out that Bobby did it, Bobby might get beat up by Uncle Barry, but that's just pretty much it, you know, and then by the time they kick him out, he never got arrested or anything like it. It's not like he learned his lesson. He goes down the street to um, Julie's house and does it to her daughter. But guess what? Because it stayed in the house, Susie never told Julie to be watch out for Barry. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? And it might sound confusing, but they're just names I'm throwing out there. But the point is, when you keep it in the house, you probe risk for other people's children to do it. And that is how come we have so many broken young ladies and, and broken young men, because nowadays the boys have to worry about it too, you know. And we can't, we could pray all day, but what's the, you know, I'm not going to say what's the point, but it is. It's what's the point if we're not doing anything at home. You understand what I'm saying? Because the, that right there is that can be preventable if you just speak up. Yeah, Lord have mercy. I'm I'm with you. You know, I'm a, I'm a I'm a step back a little bit. Uh, please, because I just it, it always happens when we have this topic. So I'm a, of course do this as well with you if you don't mind. Um, someone may be listening live. Someone may be checking us out on iTunes or or YouTube, but any of the social media. You know, later today, it may be a whole year from now. You, I mean, we don't know. Speak to that person, male, female, <laughs> like you just said, that may be thinking something don't that didn't wasn't right that happened, or they feel like they're in a compromised kind of situation, or they may want it in something. You know, when they was in, in you know, a child, kind of speak to them if you don't mind, and and, and encourage them. You know, you, first of all, I know a lot of, from what I'm understanding, they always feel like they, what, it was they fault. But share from your heart of whatever's on your heart in regards of how to, to, to help them, you know, with that situation. And, of course, they need to contact you to go dive deep in it. But then after you do that, please, please tell us how we can contact you, how we can support you on social media, and, of course, how we can get your literature on your nonprofit and your book and materials as well. Okay. Well, my words or my encouraging words to to anyone that has gone through some type of sexual abuse or sexual assault and violence, or even if you're someone who knows somebody who has been sexually abused and it, it hasn't been done to you personally, I have to let you guys understand that it's not your fault. 
it's never your fault. I don't care what he or she told you, it is not your fault. The first thing that you need to do once you realize it's not your fault is to stand up for yourself. As a victim, we have a tendency of feeling sorry for ourselves and think about the what-ifs. But at this point in time, it's only about you. In order for you to move on from what happened to you or in order for anyone to move on from something that you know someone has gone through, you need to be able to unleash yourself from the thoughts that you're having, unleash yourself from the negativity, unleash yourself from that person that told you the negative things that they told you that is keeping you from saying anything to anyone. Once you decide to unleash yourself from that negativity, you will find yourself in such a happy place. You will find yourself loving yourself more than anyone has ever loved you. But as long as you stay wrapped up into what someone said or what someone did to you, you will never get to the place of freedom. You will never get to the place where you feel comfortable enough to live your life the way that you know that God is destined you to live your life. But in order for you to unleash yourself, like I said, you need to go back and remind yourself that it's not your fault. So I say that to say that if anyone is having trouble or has been a victim of sexual abuse or violence, or again, you know someone and you are affected about what that person went through, I encourage you to get my book, Unleashed. Um, The book is available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble. You can also um, reach out to me on social media at our Facebook, Instagram. It's Armel Desir, A-R-M-E-L-L-E, Dees and David, E-S as in Sam, I-R. And you can be able to purchase the book anywhere on there. And, of course, if it's something you can't afford, we can work something out. Reach out to me. It's definitely a book that you want to read. It's not only, it doesn't only talk about my experiences in detail, but it also gives you the tools that you need to unleash yourself from your past circumstances and the adversities and the things that you've been through, whether it was sexual abuse or not, um, and help you move on to the life of success that you are destined to have. Also, if you'd like to contact me via email, um, you can contact me at info at armeldesir.com. Wow. I have to say. And I have to say this because, uh, I, ladies and gentlemen, you have to get the book because, I, I mean, I commend your team that actually prepared your cover and all that because it's so inviting and and, and, and and you have to have that in regards of the, the, the sensitive information that, that is shared. But you share what she says. She shares a story, but she also gives you tools that you can move forward. Yes, ma'am, because that's important. You know, I tell people once I decided to unleash myself, and if you look at my cover of my book, it has the chains being broken because I used to hold on to a lot of the things that happened to me, not just the sexual abuse, but the sexual abuse also opens doors to so many other things that can also go wrong. So that's why I encourage people to unleash yourself from those things that happen to you because you are, you holding on to that will open other doors 
to cause you to make so much wrong decision based off emotions, spirits, and feelings that you're having. And so once you unleash yourself from the things that has happened to you and you move on and you choose yourself, it is a life that is so deserving and it's so free. Um, I can't even explain it. You know, it's just something that I encourage people to do. And sometimes people are like, how do you do that? And I don't know how to do it. And that's what I talk about in my book. I feel like when you share your story and you encourage someone else, they're like, oh, my gosh, you went through that? Oh, my gosh. And the reviews that I get is, oh, my gosh, Ramel, this isn't just sad, but you're so humorous as well. You can tell your personality from this book. So I let people understand that through your pain there, there's a purpose. You can you can laugh through some of the things that, that has happened to me because I do. But you can also eventually one day you'll be able to turn back and laugh at it yourself and be able to encourage somebody else as well. Oh, Lord, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Well, first of all, you know, I'm going to say thank you for being in your purpose, being in your purpose, being in your purpose. And then, of course, taking time out of being here with us on Good Deeds, you know, because my hat's off to you. I want to continue this conversation with you because we need to continue, continue to get this information out. And we will have all your information on our website. Of course, you know, we said iTunes, uh, YouTube, and um, our website and social media as well. But thank you so much for being here. You're welcome. It's, it's definitely my pleasure. And if, if before I go, it's something that I always say to anyone listening, and it doesn't matter if you're a sexual abuse survivor or not, I wanted to leave you with um, you are not a product of what happened to you. You choose who you become. Your life is yours. At the end of the day, anything that you want to be, anything that you put your heart to, you can do it. Just don't allow your past to follow you and keep you from holding you back. Wow. I think I have to change your name from motivational uh, speaker to transformational. Because uh, you talk, <laughs> you, your language is just, because you transform the audience. I mean, you know, uh, I, so you are transform. <laughs> and I love it. I love it. I've I'm been like, told I, that too. You that's put a pep in myself. <laughs> Thank you. I've been told. That's why I don't really put, I put motivational because it's so popular, but I don't like to kind of put a name on it. I just tell people I love to empower and help others because when you read my story, you'll know what I've been through from jail, teen pregnancy. You know, like I tell people, people look at me like, you've been locked up. And I'm like, yeah, it's all in my book. <laughs> so, I mean, if people know what I've been through and where I'm at now, you would never believe it. And I just want to be able to help other people have the life that they want to and a life that where they're successful as well. And People could look at them and be like, you really don't look like what you've been through, you know? Mm, that That's a testimony, isn't it? <laughs> oh, wow, wow. We love it. We love it. But thank you so much again for being here with us on Good Deeds. We will continue to, you know, to stay in touch with you. And if you need us here at Good Deeds for anything, please, please don't hesitate to contact us. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me, um, Dr. Renee. I really, really appreciate it. And I just pray that everyone and anyone who's listening, that you are blessed by this. And keep going. Thank you so much. This is a wonderful platform that you have. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Woo, ladies and gentlemen, I know you can't wait to the replay. I know. Hold on a minute, okay? <laughs> So this, this, she's a powerhouse. She's a powerhouse. We, we send blessings to her and the things that she do that, you know, uh, that, ooh, she needs to do a, 
a phase play and, and a movie and all that. Because the thing about it, we need to know that, um, yeah, we can make it. And she's a, a testament to that. You know, um, here at Good Deeds, we love sharing your stories. We love getting them in print and then getting the masses out there that you can actually be a speaker. You know, we help you with all those things. Um, if you want to actually advertise or be a guest here on Good Deeds, if you want your own radio show platform, we can help you with that. We actually growing strong in that. I love it. I love it. But, you know, the thing about it is it's time for you. It's past time. Let me just say it right. Past time for you to be out there. And I understand we all have things we have to overcome, but we actually have to. You know what I'm going to say right there. Don't stop. Get it, get it, right? And then we have a publishing company called Sunday Publishing to get those materials out so people can be kept. And we also have a nonprofit organization called Sunday Foundation where we help people take care of the need away, you know, what we take for granted, that food, clothing, and shelter. And then we also have an educational piece there. We have a SUN project that we help patients, you know, when they family members in the intensive care unit. We help them take care of the basic necessities of life. And we also have a mentorship program and a scholarship program. Go to our website. All that information is there. All our social media information is there. The website is ReneeSunday.com. Of course, that is www.ReneeSundaySundaySundaySundaySunday.com. I want you to always remember, you do have a calling. You do have a reason you were born. You're not going to say it now, so get ready. You're not a mistake <laughs> because you're not. You're not a mistake. You got to do the three things. You got to believe, you got to trust, and you got to walk it out. You got to don't stop, say it with me. You got to get it, get it. And that means get your purpose and get your purpose now. You know I love you, love you, love you. You know I love you. If we can help you with anything, don't hesitate to contact us. You know, this is Good Deeds, and I'm Dr. Renee Sunday. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.